Hello, welcome to Your Property Podcast with me, your host, Nina Hirons. And I cannot believe it, but it's the last one of 2016. I feel like I've blinked and the year is over. Um, Anyway, like I said, thanks for joining me today. And today's going to be a goodie. We are joined by the fabulous Jackie Tomes. uh, And basically, we are going to be talking through the six-step system to success, which I think is a fantastic way to end the year. So for anybody out there who's kind of feeling a little bit lost, um, kind of needs to reevaluate the year, just have a little bit of reflection, or just needs to kind of, you know, get their stuff together for 2017, then listen on. So very quickly, Jackie, hello. Thanks for joining me. It's Hi, lovely to have you. thanks for having me. No problem. It's been a, we've been really struggling, haven't we, to uh, to talk. So it's fantastic to finally have you. Yeah, fantastic. Really good to be here. Thank you. Fab. Jackie is absolutely fab and she's the best person to be talking about strategy. And uh, obviously I'll let her introduce herself, but she is the only property expert to be accredited to use strategy on a page. So like I said, you don't want to miss this one. Um, just a few housekeeping bits and bobs, that kind of little plug to the magazine. Jackie and loads of property experts feature every month. It is a fantastic magazine and it is for anybody out there who wants to make money out of property. When I say it's for anyone, it really is for anybody. You know, we have people kind of 18 years of age up to kind of 80 plus. Um, you don't need massive amounts of capital and there's all the information in there. It is cheap and if you're anything like me who drinks about four cups of coffee a day, To think that it costs just two cups of coffee a month at just $6.95, it is a bargain. We will send you your first copy free. And if you don't like it, and that's a massive if, because we sure you will, you can cancel at any time. There's no contract, no hassle, but we are absolutely convinced you'll love it. All you need to do is go to www.yourpropertynetwork.co.uk forward slash sign up, fill in a few details, we'll do the rest. Okay, so enough of that. Let's go straight ahead. And Jackie... Hello again, and uh, can you give us a quick introduction, a bit about kind of who you are and why we're here talking today? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I'm Jackie Tomes. Thank you for the lovely introduction. I started investing in property when I was in my full-time job, and we found out about, we went to a property networking event and found out how you could build a property portfolio very quickly um, if you joint ventured with other people. So we really put it into practice um, and we went from buying one property uh, that took us sort of 18 months to buy it um, to building a 1.5 million pound portfolio in less than 18 months while working full time. So it was a bit of an epic time, but that basically made me financially free um, at 26. So I'm not 12, like a lot of people say, I'm, I'm now 27. Um, and that has completely changed our lives. and. We're now living a wonderful business lifestyle balance between property, um, along with my lovely fiance Dave, and we specialise in strategy and property to make sure that whatever you are setting out to want to achieve in the first place when you get started in property, whatever it is that you kind of really want, whether it's more freedom, time, money, whether it's the lifestyle, whatever it is for you, that you've actually got a plan towards achieving that. So I'm a property strategy consultant and I'm kind of on a bit of a a mission to make sure that property investors at all kind of stages in the journey are just getting that balance right between the business and how much time you're spending on that, but also your lifestyle and the things that you really care about. 
fab. I know um, you had this really good quote and I absolutely love it. And to be honest, I really, it, it really makes me think when you've put, you know, stop working in it and start working on it. Um, I know kind of strategy is like a real buzzword, isn't it? But I kind of think that perhaps people almost don't understand kind of what a strategy is. I mean, whether there's people kind of listening now um, and like I said, they're reflecting back on the year. But I mean, whether they actually started with a strategy in the first place is is kind of questionable. Um, it, yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that. And I think in property, strategy is a total buzzword and we hear about it all the time. Like you go to a property event, you probably hear the word 20 times. What's your strategy? You know, you could turn up to an event, you meet someone new and one of the first questions really is, so, um, so what's your property strategy? And normally we're answering that with things like, oh, you know, I'm doing HMOs or I'm doing rent to rent service accommodation, which is really popular at the moment. But if you actually look at the, at the dictionary, I'm a big fan of the dictionary. If you look in the dictionary, the, de- the definition of strategy is a plan to achieve an overall aim. Now, I very much doubt that just building a HMO portfolio is going to automatically give you what you really want, your overall aim. Another way of describing your overall aim, I'd say, is your vision. So just by building a HMO portfolio, you're automatically not going to achieve the the things that you really want in your lifestyle. You've really got to have an actual plan, a strategy towards achieving that. So, yeah, I'm on a bit of a mission on that regard as well so that we kind of stop calling things like HMOs and rent-to-rent strategies because I don't really feel that they are. I think these these are business models. These are the models that we're using. But the strategy is the thing that sits around all of that and makes that business model work for us in the context of our own lives because success is completely unique to all of us. And what we want for our lives is very different to everyone else. So just getting really clear on what it is that that you want so that you can make sure you've got a plan to actually get you there. Yeah, there's me kind of nodding away. And I think, you know, there's probably people out there kind of nodding away. And I think the big thing is, you know, like you just said, you know, what is success? You know, success means different things to different people. You know, some people might be thinking, I want to spend more time with my family. I want to have more holidays. I want to get out of my nine to five. So I guess, is that kind of where you start then? Do you kind of think, you know, what, what, what does success mean to me? What is it that I want to get out of it? Is that is that where you start with your strategy? Yeah, absolutely. You've always got to start with the end in mind and going like as far into the future as you possibly can to kind of really sort of design the whole life that you actually want for yourself. And I think a lot of people, I would say 90%, 95% of the people that I speak to and and work with my clients on strategy, they don't actually love property. What they kind of love and are inspired by is the results that property can give. So whether that's more time with your family or holidays or, you know, getting the balance right so that you're just not working all the time. So being really clear about where it is you ultimately want to get to so that with every little decision, you're actually making sure that you're moving towards it, which can actually make the the journey a lot more enjoyable because really the success is if we can make sure that we're in enjoying the journey to wherever it is we're going and have confidence that we know we're going to end up where we want it to be. Uh, when we're, you know at the end of it when we arrive so if you can be really clear on where it is you're ultimately trying to get to mm-hmm. and knowing that each day you're moving a little bit closer towards that then you can really just enjoy the process and the ups and the downs you know become part of that process and enjoying getting there sure that's that's you know that, that is obviously kind of step one isn't it and um do you do, do you think I mean like when I've spoken to people about vision before and kind of what the future looks like um do you think 
you know, people need to be realistic or do you think it's important, you know, it's good for people to kind of have these big goals to work towards or do you kind of rein people in a little bit and say, you know, let, let's kind of be realistic, if that kind of makes sense? That's a great question. I actually think your vision should feel a little bit unrealistic and I ran a, a strategy workshop the other day and this is one of the questions that came up there, like, is this something that should be achievable? And actually, it was that, it's really hard, that balance between... I don't understand how I'm ever going to get there, so surely I can't write that down. I don't know how I'm going to get there. So uh, if you've got a really big vision in property, say you want to be the the most well-known for serviced accommodation uh, in your area, for example, that could feel like quite a big, um, a big vision and a big part of what you want your business to be like in the future. But it can feel a little bit scary to put that marker in the sand. Mm. But the we kind of have to forget a little bit about the process and how we're actually going to get there because otherwise you kind of end up getting bogged down in the detail and really the tactics of how you're going to make it happen. The vision should be inspiring, motivating, a little bit scary. It shouldn't freak you out. I did it with one client once and we kind of went out to like the 15-year vision and it was just too far away, too um, unclear how it was going to happen and it wasn't motivating, it was too scary. So we had to kind of bring that back and actually making it five years and what life was going to be like then was more motivating, more exciting and actually should give you that oomph to get up and like, right, how are we going to get out there and achieve it? Do, do, do you kind of, I'm trying to think how to sort of word this, you obviously leave it in the people's hands to kind of say, right, you know, what is your vision? But then obviously, like you just kind of said, do you just kind of guide people in a little bit and just kind of perhaps rein people in when they need to be reined in? or, or do- And push them to be, um, to think bigger and, and believe in themselves mm. more to go out there and get what they want. So yeah, it's definitely, I would never say, I think I've ever had to rein someone in mm. because I think we're far more likely to um, be almost too realistic in our goals. Mm. I can't remember who said it, but that, uh, there's a quote that says we are uh, we overestimate how much we can achieve in a year, but underestimate how much we can achieve in a lifetime. Mm. And I think it kind of really comes down to that point. You, you, we really can go out there and achieve anything we want to if we have a plan. So it is it's more more often than not I have to push people to say no, you can have it. You can go out there if you want to be the most well known um, builder in the UK. If that's what you set out to go and do. Just go out there and, and make a plan to achieve it because that, that's all it comes down to, just knowing how you're going to get there. And that's what gets a bit scary. But to be honest with you, my, my mum used to say, if you aim for the stars, you might just hit the lamppost. And I guess it's kind of a bit along that lines as well. You should dream big and put big goals and big visions, if that's what you want, of course. Mm-hmm. And then just go out there and work towards achieving it. And even if you come a little bit short or you overachieve you just kind of keep readjusting and and strategy and your vision and where you're heading isn't like a solid thing that is once you've decided it that's the end of it it's something that you need to kind of be consistently reassessing as you go yeah your mum your mum sounds amazing and she's obviously you know really motivated you and really kind of driven you I mean you you are the sort of um you know you, you are proof aren't you that you know this does work you know you've had your vision and like I said at 26 you're financially free I mean that's incredible absolutely incredible um so obviously you know so you've got this bit so you've kind of got your vision um what's what's the next step then so once you've actually gone out there and decided what your vision is, and I've got a bit of a, a vision quick start guide, so if you want some kind of key questions to help you really 
get thinking about that and nail it down. I'm, I'm sure we can share some details of how we can uh, get that over to you. So once you've got your vision nailed down and you know where it is you want to go, then we actually need to think, come back into the realms of reality and how we're going to make that happen. So we're basically bringing vision into strategy. So the next step to actually going out there and building your business towards your vision and making that all happen is to attract the right clients to your business. So we're getting into the realms of strategy here. And this is something that I feel in property, we often kind of are not quite clear who our clients really are. And there's probably more than one of them. So at the first step in this is just knowing who your clients are and who you're actually trying to get come and uh, work with you and attract to you in your business. So be be really specific about who it is that you're that you're looking for. So for for example, this could be um, tenants for you. It could be investors. I think for a lot of people um, who are getting started or you're building your business and one of the assets that you don't have is money, that's often one of the big barriers. If you can get out there and, and find investors and raise finance, that's often the missing link to making the deals happen. Um, and actually, it's, I've kind of realized recently that often a lot of the choice in terms of <clears throat> what models we end up doing in property are influenced by the fact that we don't feel that we have enough money and we don't know how to raise finance and we don't know how to find investors. But that's just, again, that just comes down to, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me, having the right strategy. So a great thing to do when it, when it comes to being able to find the right clients for you is what uh, we call avatar. And, and this isn't one of the, this isn't a blue guy that's kind of swinging through the trees. This is about uh, understanding who your client is. This is something that many people miss. So for example, take, um, take investors as an example. What sort of investor are you looking for, ideally, to work within your business? So think about um, what's motivating them to want to invest in property um, and how much money they would need, ideally, for the sort of projects that you want to do. And then from there, kind of build up a picture of what this ideal person would look like. Think about age, how much they earn, where they would hang out, <clears throat> and really build up this picture of this person so that you can be really clear, first of all, who you're looking for and also work backwards in terms of, well, if this is the person that I'm looking for and where I, I, who I want to meet, where am I going to find them? And so by actually having a particular person in your mind, you can make a much better a plan to actually go out there and attract them rather than just spending a lot of time kind of aimlessly networking or just, you know, networking with no real sense of, of purpose. If you're really clear about who it is you're trying to meet and what you're trying to attract to you, you can be so focused in your networking time and, or indeed outside of networking as well, just in your general marketing activities. So, sorry, this is a really great way to like be. It's that 80-20 principle, isn't it? What you know, 20% of um, tasks to be focused on in marketing to give you the 80% of the result. So you can choose the right tools to help you find the person that you're looking for and then sort of measure the success of, of how they work. And if you're not finding the right people that way, well, what do you need to tweak and adjust to find them? So this is the best place to start if you want to kind of go out there and, and find great clients and, and grow your business. And I think in property, a lot of the time, this can come down to investors. Or if you've already got the cash, it's quite often about attracting the right deals to you. So it's the same kind of process, but getting really clear on what the actual deals you, uh, that you're looking for are. 
Sorry, I was about to butt in there, wasn't I? Because you're, you're, you know, you're making my brain kind of tick over. Because it's really interesting that I talk to, uh, <coughs> excuse me, God, I'm coughing now. Um, passing it on, sorry. <laughs> passing it on, like a hiccup. Um, <laughs> uh, it's really interesting when I talk to people and people always say they haven't got time or they feel they're kind of going to these networking events. But because they don't have this clear idea of kind of who they really want to be talking to, they're kind of wasting time, you know. And it's been a year of going to these networking events and they're talking to everybody and they're talking to anybody and they don't really know what they want. And I think that's probably why they don't attract you know the right the right clients the right the right people to work with because they don't know so how how are people that they want to work with meant to know what they want if that makes any sense again Um, absolutely yeah and you and also when you meet the person that you're ideally looking for you won't know even when they're staring you in the face so you could possibly walk away from them yeah Ah. exactly exactly you've kind of gone into kind of step three then haven't you so kind of you know like I said you've hopefully found the people you kind of want to work with where do you go from there then so you're finding the right kind of people um then once we've actually finding the right sort of people it's it's also then very easy to kind of spend a lot of time talking to people and you know building up potential investors or if it's kind of deals that you need to attract building up all these deals and not actually doing any deals so step three is about actually converting all of these leads that you're going out there and attracting in step two and converting them into clients getting people across the line and in property especially if you're trying to um, invest not using your own money it's that's probably the most challenging part is getting the money and the deal to come together at the right time Um, and that in order to make that happen it, it really comes down to pipeline and getting a really balanced pipeline so that you've got equal focus on finding the uh, the cash and the investment and finding the deals, whatever your source of deal flow is, and, and bringing them together. So something to make this process as easy as possible um, is a CRM system, so something that you can set up. The earlier you set this up, the less pain you're going to have <laughs> yeah, as you go and grow and, and build. So uh, a good CRM system, client relationship management system, that you can just start to log all of the different leads that you are creating, all of the people that you're meeting, um, and not lose track of all this work that you've put into networking and, and finding potential clients, making a log of everyone that you meet. And in, in a good CRM system, you can actually... Um, create different pipelines within it. So you could have an investor pipeline, you could have a deal pipeline, you could have a a tenant pipeline. And in that you can kind of create your own, it's really customizable, a good one, like a different stages that you can go through, um, each um, potential client goes through so that you can make sure you've kind of got enough investors coming through, enough properties coming through, and you know, if it's relevant as well, enough tenants or potential buyers coming through, that it's actually gonna be able to to all come together at the same time um, and being able to kind of see that as it comes through and notice where you're you know maybe you've got a lot of cash but not enough deals all right so what are we going to do to adjust the deal flow for you to make sure that actually things are going to come together and you're actually going to start making some money in property because it's very easy to you know look very busy and seem like a lot's going on but you need to actually convert that and turn that into deals and then we can actually scale and leverage that all up to, to grow and achieve your vision because I know a lot of people in property have got very big um, financial goals so if you want to have um, 
a, a big income or passive income from property, you need to be able to scale up in terms of the amount of deals that you're doing. And unless you've got a good system for kind of uh, converting all your leads that are coming through, that's not going to happen. So that's something great that you can kind of put into place as you go through. Mm, cool. I'm kind of sorry. I'm just reading kind of the next sort of steps. Um, it's. I think. I think the next one's really important, isn't it? You know. You, you know. In step four, you're talking about kind of creating these lasting relationships, and you know, I talk about this time and time again in property. It's just amazing how everybody is really supportive, and I think once you have got um, kind of a relationship in property, they 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 work incredibly well, don't they? So mm-hmm. how how do you kind of get to that stage then? So I think, yeah, you're right. So the, step, the next step, step four, is delivering great service and, and creating long-lasting relationships. Because probably, if we go back to step two, which is about attracting the right clients, in order to do that, you're most likely making some claims and promises of what you can deliver. So once we've actually converted them in step three, step four, we've actually got to do what we say say we're going to do, say what we've promised. So the first thing, or the first thing to suffer if you really start scaling up can be uh, the the service that you end up delivering. So we need kind of great systems in the kind of operational side of things to actually go and deliver great service. A really key point, I think, in this area to make sure that this happens, because that's a way to really quickly kind of collapse everything that you're doing. You've done some great work finding some clients to then not do what you say you're gonna do. That's a quick way to kind of ruin your business. So. What is your capacity? That is such a big question. How many deals can you do at any one time? How many investors can you work with? How many tenants can you serve if you're managing tenants yourself? Just ask yourself that question. What do you have time to do? And when you've kind of got clarity on that, you can then start to plan accordingly how how much you can actually manage day to day. Um, so, and, and then once you've kind of, you know, what your capacity is, if in order to achieve your vision uh, and the, the freedom that you want or the, the financial goals that you've got, if you need more deals than you can personally do by yourself, then, right, we're, we're going to need to scale up further and there's probably going to need to be some support from other people operationally to actually go out there, to go out there and do it. And this is really the key to, to doing that. So a really simple thing to do just from the beginning or if you're kind of a little bit overwhelmed with the sheer volume of things to do, uh, get yourself set up with a good task management tool. Uh, we use Asana, A-S-A-N-A, and that's a great way to kind of manage tasks within your team. You can set tasks to yourself, you can set tasks to other members of the team so that you can kind of make sure you're keeping on top of all the things that you need to do to actually deliver what you've promised. Um, so yeah, that that is a really key process to be able to do what you said you're going to do, but also ensure that the clients that you found are really delighted by how you look after them and, and want to keep doing business with you. Sure, um, you've kind of you, you have just touched on this. You know, I think like you say, it's very easy to look very very busy to look like you've got loads going on, but actually. Um, you're not actually kind of generating the sort of the income that you looked for. So obviously your next step, you sort of talk about sort of managing the financial health of the business. So again, kind of how, how does that work? Yeah, great question. So step five is, this is all about, yeah, really that financial strategy. And the first thing that a lot of people say to me when I talk about financial strategy is, oh yeah, so I've just got to make sure that I've got enough money to do the deals. Well, no, it's, it's not that. It's much, much more than that. Um, there's actually there's a US bank study that shows that 82% of businesses fail due to cash flow issues. 
82%. That is absolutely crazy. So focusing on proper financial management, and this isn't just finding the cash, this is actually focusing on the whole um, financial uh, workings within your business is so important. And you know what, money's also one of those really stressful things, isn't it? Like keeping, making sure that the bank balance stays in the black is uh, something, if you're not managing properly, can actually really weigh very heavy on you, <laughs> sort of thing that makes you lose sleep. <laughs> So, and you know, if you if you haven't got um, financial data to show you how the business is doing on a monthly basis, how on earth are you going to make financial decisions or indeed any decision within your business because it's not based on fact at all? Or indeed, uh, you know, when, when can you afford to hire, or or when can you afford to, to to have enough cash to go on that holiday? How do we know unless we're measuring all of this? So I think um, in in property, but indeed. It's the same with a lot of businesses. At the end of the year, our accountant sends us our uh, profit and loss account for the year. Um, and you look at it, kind of look it through. Yeah, that's all very interesting. We have this much money come in, we have that much money go out. That's how much was left or was not left. Great, that's a very helpful sticker over there. This is what you, that is useless information. That is purely for the purposes of, of tax and. Um, HMRC that is not business data in your business so getting a system set up as soon as you can like do it now if you're starting already in property get this set up now it's so much easier to do it now or if you're already in the thick of it just prioritize this getting a good um, accounting software set system set up something like zero um, that's x-e-r-o zero this can link with your 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 bank feed live and you can get your bookkeeper to go in there and to, on a monthly basis, basis, be going through and reconciling all the different transactions so that you can get your profit and loss account at the end of the month. So the month finishes on the 30th, you should be getting your profit and loss account within kind of the next seven days so that you can actually see, right, what happened last month? How much money came in? How much money went out? Was it what we expected? If it's not, right, what do we need to do about that? But also then use that data to help you look forward for the next 12 months and have a monthly forecast with how much cash is coming in, how much cash is going out, any big expenditure that you know is coming through in the future and literally plotting all of that out so that you can see the effect on your bank balance. And if you see in six months from now, if you keep um, reinvesting or spending like you are, you're going to be um, in the minus and th that's going to be a problem but just generally for cash flow and the business won't sustain itself. But that's fine. If you know six months in advance, that's going to be the problem. Well, you can just bring that back and do something about it now. So take action before it is even an issue. So we're basically using real-time data to predict the future, the, the financial future of the business. And it means you never have to be firefighting problems because cash is one of those issues that you really can end up firefighting. And if you're firefighting in terms of and the financial side of the business you're probably if there's problems going to be paying high interest rates to kind of get yourself out of that sticky situation so please whatever you're doing put a big fat note in your to-do list to get yourself set up properly on, on a financial online system if you haven't already get a bookkeeper in who's reconciling your transactions monthly so that you can get your P&L beginning of the next month and start to properly forecast your cash flow for the year ahead. It will transform your business and your kind of peace of mind as well.
Yeah, hundred percent. I think I think you know you, you're hitting the nail on the head with all that. You know, and it's really interesting as you're kind of breaking these down into steps. You know, it all seems really logical, doesn't it? And when you actually take it down to sort of these these five steps, it you know it kind of all makes perfect sense. But obviously, you've got one more. So can you just talk us through the last step? Yeah, sure. So step six. This is about getting the support of the right team of people around you. So having the right people that you need in your business, but also about getting them at the right time. And those two elements coming together, that's that's really good strategy. If you would like to have, whatever you've got in your business, in, uh, in the vision for your future, it's probably going to involve a bit more me time, family time, holiday time. If, some, if you've got something like that in your vision, or even if your vision is just to have, you know, be working flat out but create this uh, behemoth of a business, you're going to have to hire and hire the right people at some point. And that doesn't have to necessarily be employees. It could be freelancers, bookkeepers, PAs, builders. So we, we can't carry on scaling and moving towards the vision if we try and do everything ourselves, especially not if you want that kind of nice life at the same time. And I don't know if you've ever felt that kind of some people you love to work with more than others. And there's a few common traits in people that kind of mean that you enjoy working with some, someone far more than others. Well, I like to call these values. And we talk, we hear a lot about the John Demartini values quite a lot in property. This is different to that. This is more personality traits um, that I'm calling values. So, for example, how do you make decisions in your business? So, for example, actually, I've got an example from, from this morning from uh, us in our business. We're comparing two different um, surveyors to go and use on a property. One of them's more expensive um, by £200, um, and there's a, a cheaper one as well. How do you decide which is the right one to go for? Because, you know, it, we're in property for making money, so surely, therefore, you should go for the, for the cheapest one. But the more expensive surveyor, well, he got back to us really quickly, responded to emails. Uh, he said he would send us through a quote the same day, and he did. And these are all things that are really important to us, personally, myself and Dave, in running our business, is people doing what they say they're going to do when they say they're going to do it. That is, that is a key value for us. And it makes our lives so much easier and enjoyable if people are like that. So that gives us the permission to spend a bit more money on the more expensive surveyor because we know they fit with our values which fits within our business, and that's going to enable us to have the headspace and the time to step back and focus on the other things that are important to the business. So understanding your own values and what's important to you so that you can work with people who kind of mirror those. And this isn't this isn't having like identical people to you working in the business. Like if you're a, a systems person, this doesn't mean hire all systems people because that doesn't work, but it just means all the different um sort of personality types are all linked by similar values that will make a huge difference to your your business and your lifestyle as you kind of move towards your vision so having real clarity on what your values are and actually hiring people by them but also having that uh, knowledge that you can fire by values as well that is going to give you great support and help you to build a team of people that is right for you. So finding the right staff member, I had a client that I was working with who was literally doing everything, working seven days a week because he didn't feel that there would be anyone who would care about his business or treat his clients with the same kind of um, ethics and, um, and the way that he did. 
once we worked together on, on his values and he understood that and got a whole strategy around it, we actually realized there was someone who was just doing quite sort of um, uh, clerical work at the moment, kind of back office, was actually completely in line with his values and therefore was the right person to kind of bring through the ranks to give more responsibility to, which in turn freed him up to actually spend more time on, on not only the higher ticket item, the, you know, the, the income generating tasks, but also to have time with his family and have time and the ability to go on holiday, which he just wasn't having before. So that's what, you know, step six is all about. Getting support of the right team of people and getting those people who share your values around you. Amazing. Jackie, it's, it's been lush talking to you and I'm just sort of very, very no, noticing the times sort or of ticking away and there's a million things I could, uh, I could ask you and we could go in. Um, I know, like I said, you've broken down this into kind of six steps, which are kind of really logical. And I know that when you combine that with your strategy on the play, on the, on a page, well, get my words out. Page. <laughs> on the page. Um, it, you know, it can give people that real clarity and focus that they need. Um, like I said, this is a perfect time to be talking about this is kind of, you know, people reflect on 2016 and start planning for 2017. Um, I know that you do, obviously, your strategy tra- stra- strategy training. Gosh, it's a hard, it's a hard one. It's far too early. Um, and you kind of deliver that through your one-to-one consultancy. And I know you kind of do your property events and stuff. So if anyone's listening now and thinking, I need to speak to this lady, what is the best way to get in, get in touch with you? And kind of what are your plans for 2017? You know, is, is there some sort of things you're doing that you think people should get involved with? So, uh, yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, the strategy on a page is um, the, the tool that I kind of use as a bit of a framework in, in the strategy consultancy stuff that I do and kind of bring it all together. So um, you can go to our website. That's tomeshomes.com, T-O-M-E-S-H-O-M-E-S.com. Um, and you can get in touch with us uh, through the website if you kind of want to discuss more, if you're kind of feeling a little bit overwhelmed or not sure of the next step to take to actually grow the right business for you or if your business is kind of taking over your life and you'd like it to kind of get that, get that balance back that's where I can really add a lot of value so yeah get in touch with the website and just make time for this for this stuff because it is I hear so many people say that they have not got time to work on strategy <laughs> but the only reason that they don't have time is because they don't have a strategy because you you know, probably too busy firefighting. So, you know, whatever you're doing, just set aside that time to to craft the right strategy and make sure that you're building a great property business that's going to, number one, stand the test of time and give you the lifestyle that you want. Because that's probably the big reason why you've started doing this in the first place. And getting that business lifestyle balance just doesn't happen by accident. So make that plan to make time for yourself. And if you know that actually setting aside the time to do that yourself and making the time is not going to happen, which I would say in 90% of cases is is exactly what happens, that's where you can kind of wheel me out and get some support from me to, to make sure you get this all down and to make sure it's right as well because sometimes you can't even ask yourself the right questions to make it happen you need someone like me there you're a strategist in your power team to kind of drag the right answers out of you God, yeah, 100 100%, 100%. like you said you kind of need to make time to make time don't you and I think it's just people's excuse all the time I haven't got time I haven't got time but I think you've hit the nail on the head um 
If, if you're kind of listening and you are thinking about getting into property next year, we do have a free guide which you can download, which is www.yourpropertynetwork.co.uk forward slash begin. Um, and that's all that's left to say is, Jackie, thank you so much for joining. I'm sure we'll talk to you again in the new year. Uh, to everyone who's listening, have a fabulous Christmas. And uh, I look forward again for you to joining me in 2017 as we plan your property journey. Jackie, thank you. Thank you so much, Nina. Lovely to talk to you. And you. Take care, everybody. See you soon. Bye.